Hello there, Millennium Alliance listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Millennium Live podcast. My name is Connor Tui. I am executive producer and host of the Millennium Live podcast series, and we got a great episode with one of our technology partners. Today, we're going to be all talking about AI-powered IT ops and a partner who can automatically identify actionable alerts, proactively prevent incidents, and ensure the highest service availability. I want to welcome to the podcast today, Jason Walker. He is the chief technology officer at the partner we're talking about, Big Panda, and has first experience, firsthand experience running large IT operation departments himself. Uh, he started his career as a United States Marine Corps helicopter pilot and has come this way to become the CIO of Big Panda Jason really brings skill, professionalism to really any situation, regardless of scale, speed, and complexity. Jason is driven to help customers accelerate their AI ops journeys by leveraging Big Panda's practical applications to enhance operations, performance, and ignite that transformative growth that we're going to be talking about today. He previously served as field CTO and then chief customer officer for Big Panda. So uh, he's been here for a few years and spent the previous 10 years at Activision Blizzard, leading Blizzard's IT operations transformation and to support multi-product, always online global gaming services with an AI ops-driven centralized ops center. So he has a lot of experience and uh, I'm, I'm really uh, excited to get uh, your perspective, Jason's. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Millennium Live. I know you're a busy guy, so thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Connor. That was the uh, lengthiest introduction I think I've ever gotten, and the, the rosiest too. So great to be <laughs> here, and uh, I hope I can answer your questions today. Of course. Well, let's dive in. We're going to be talking generative AI, which shows really incredible promise, and particularly when it comes to explaining complex terms in natural language which so you know i want to i want to dive into all of this and how ai can help it ops teams that are really struggling out there specifically with the flood of incidents that really demand their attention so jason could you just i want to give you a, the opportunity to give, a, give us a brief background uh, about big panda and perhaps uh, why you decided to uh, to really, as a technologist yourself, join the company? Um, I I joined Big Panda after using Big Panda. So I went through, a, I was in traditional IT ops and we were very ITIL focused, which is kind of the IT service management that um, is the predominant way of running these massive uh, online services that, that organizations, on average, they have about 1,100 of them and they use a whole ton of systems to monitor them. So we tried to do that ourselves manually through ticket-based processes and with uh, event management at its core, you know, bring in the events, uh, try to provide enough information about it and then turn it into a ticket, get it to where it needs to go, get it resolved. And we were doing that to the tune of about 1,500 uh, per week, 1,500 incidents. And that's a lot for a small team. It was, you know, Activision Blizzard, it's not a huge company. It's not hundreds of thousands. So we were doing that and the, you know, the whole goal is service availability. Uh, so you have to identify the incidents that are really important and it's going to affect in our case players. Um, 
and, and they're a very demanding and vocal audience. Whenever you let them down and the game crashes, they, they'd let you know about it right away. So we struggled with that on the team uh, for a long time. And we looked for other solutions, something other than traditional uh, ticket-based ITIL, ITSM processes. And we found AIOps. And uh, in the course of uh, evaluating different vendors, Big Panda was, a, was the one that we selected. And uh, I worked with them as a customer for about a year before I said, you know what, this is some really compelling technology and solves a big problem that I, I don't think Activision Blizzard is alone in trying to solve. And so uh, I was lucky enough, Asaf Resnick, our, our founder, gave me the opportunity to come over as field CTO. Then I, I slowly learned that, yes, every organization is struggling with this. They all got left behind in the digital transformation. And there's, you know, DevOps and SRE and IT ops out there that is um, all confronted with, hey, you have to maintain these services. And doing that is very, very difficult um, with the with the tools and and the strategy that you have right now. Right, and I I want to dive into that too, and and I that's a great story. It's, it sounds like a full circle story. So I I, <laughs> I like hearing those, and I want to dive in a little bit to the current state of generative AI, and particularly why generative AI is becoming a necessary tool. Uh, and, and speci especially to make incident response faster and, and more accurate and more consistent uh, than humans can really achieve alone and, and bringing those IT ops teams uh, elsewhere in the organization. Yeah. So applying like data science and machine learning to large data sets of incoming events, incoming alerts, uh, that's not anything new. Um, people have been trying to do that for a long time. And the challenge has always been, hey, you have to develop a model and train that model on a data set. And that takes a long time and some real data scientists and a whole lot of expertise. And it's usually only useful in a certain lane, uh, like an infrastructure provider, um, all of the logs and metrics and events coming from a specific vendor. You can deal with that very well with a single algorithm. Your typical organization will have 21 different systems to observe all of their different services, all of their different applications, and they'll have all sorts of different manufacturers when it comes to hardware, when it comes to software, what have you. There's, there's just a real fragmentation across the input end to those machine learning algorithms. And that's really where traditional AI um, kind of just it stalled out for about a decade there. And it was either really expensive to do and it was organization specific, or um, it was ineffective and it was just all hype. And um, generative AI came along and it, rather than supervised learning or unsupervised learning or deep learning or something like that, it brought something called transfer learning, which is, you know, the guys at OpenAI and at Google and everywhere else, they, um, trained their uh, GPTs on and large language models, LLMs, on the internet and everything the internet has ever seen. And they did, you know, years of tuning on that, but they basically made it able to answer any question and do it in a conversational format. And that included structured data, like, um, you know, what you would consider machine data and unstructured data, pure text. And they did it by, you know, vectorization and, and um, semantics, cosine similarity, and some, some really powerful baseline technology, but that data set was huge. 
And so that gave it the ability to do transfer learning, which is, I understand generally how IT works. If, if you go to your typical GPT, it knows everything that's ever been written about IT operations. And I can transfer that to interpreting something like your events, your alerts, your incident data, your uh, change data. And so that transfer learning really increase the speed of developing uh, a useful feature that is AI based and can process things very, very uh, quickly and easily and most importantly, effectively. Um, so that, that really opened up the door to a whole bunch of features within IT ops. And if you think of that uh, alert or event to incident to resolution workflow, um, that whole thing now, all of the data in there is now available to these models for whatever you want to use it for. Um, and that that's a pretty you know broad description, but in a nutshell, that, that's how I think generative AI has come on the scene and really changed the game. Hmm. So bef before I, I kind of dive into perhaps some, some best ways to apply this and, and get involved, uh, I, I'm curious, uh, Jason, you know, from what you've seen out there, what is really the true importance of clean and rich data for organizations to achieve reliable results? Yeah. So um, whenever you're trying to solve a problem with a, a large service, when, when a big IT service, let's say an e-commerce system, you need context. If you have an e-commerce system, uh, you maybe have uh, country-specific payment providers. You have all of the uh, mobile interface, the web interface. You have all of the infrastructure underneath it. You have all these attributes of that service and the nuances that are specific to different end users of that or different uh, manifestations of that service. And your basic alert payload uh, is, hey, here's the node, here's the condition that failed, and it's about six lines long. It doesn't give you any of that context. And so everybody's always been keeping that context in their head. And that's what made the jobs uh, of IT ops and SRE and everybody else super difficult. Um, with enrichment data, with uh, let's say the data uh, that you've contained in a CMDB or in an entity inventory or in an uh, IT asset management inventory, if, if you have that um, or a service map, a service diagram, um, if you have that at your fingertips, you now have the context you need to resolve that uh, incident and to, to properly um, structure your response to it. And so, hey, I know that it is my e-commerce system. I also know that it's in Argentina. And I know that uh, Argentina uses these two specific payment providers. And I know right now that one of them sent me an email describing the maintenance that he was doing on his uh, payment provider services. And that might be the reason I have this alert right now. So connecting those dots is actually very, very difficult without enrichment data. And enrichment data is everywhere, but it's always been really, really hard to get into um, the workflow of, of ITSM and ITIL. So that that's why it's really important and that's how useful it is in actually resolving incidents. Yeah. Well, that's well said, Jason. Thank you. I want to get into some of the best ways to really apply AI to IT operations in order for organizations to get real value. And, you know, I know a big approach for Big Panda is to evolve from this reactive 
to a proactive operations strategy. So, uh, could you tell just tell us a little bit of you know some some of the, some of the ways to best apply AI to IT yeah. ops? So uh, the first place I'd apply AI is in configuring a platform to kind of get actionable incidents into operators' hands. And that means identifying out of all that observability, what is actionable and what is not. And you can do that with a simple AI-based analysis of your historical data. So that's a huge data set of all the incidents you've ever run, where they started at, like what the alert was that, that started them off and what happened with them. Um, did they get resolved? Did they get resolved with a specific runbook with some action or were they associated with a change and just kind of symptomatic noise that you don't really need to pay attention to? Um, if you first get rid of all the reasons that alerts fire, because they're just like smoke alarms, they, whether you're cooking fajitas or the living room is on fire, that, that uh, alert is going to go off. And a lot of times it turns out you're cooking fajitas. <laughs> and, and in large organizations, they respond to a lot of alerts like that. Um, and I've seen people bulk close a thousand incidents all at once because they know, oh, the network team is doing a, uh, a security update and uh, that's going to cause all this symptomatic alerting. Um, so first off, you use AI to detect the noise and get rid of it. That leaves a much thinner stream of actionable incidents that you then use AI to do that enrichment and do that contextualization. And that's a huge uh, facet of what AIOps does is it brings together all the necessary data from your change systems, from your topology systems, and from your historical systems to say, here's this incident. Here's what we know about the elements involved. Here's what changes were going on in proximity to it. And, um, and here's what you did the last 50 times this fire, you ran this run book, or you assigned it to this team, or you, uh, or you uh, combined it with these other alerts that also fired at the same time. And then you resolved it uh, by looking at this, these systems, uh, and, and restarting or cleaning the disk or destroying the containers and reinstantiating them like there's there's any number of remediations possible, but AI can really give you that context. And I think the the core new application, regenerative AI, is that all of the unstructured data in an organization, think about your confluence documents or your knowledge base, your knowledge management systems, or all of the runbooks you've ever written, or all the postmortems you've ever done for those major incidents that hit you really hard. Those are now all available to a GPT or an LLM to uh, analyze and learn from and then uh, reason with and, and return responses about. So it can consult all of that. An LLM can consult all of those unstructured data sets as well as the structured ones. So if I send an LLM a nice alert payload with all of the enriched tags that I have um, that describe it, I can say, Hey, can you please speculate on the root cause of this incident and um, tell me what happened here? You can, and it'll give you a nice, um, usually very correct explanation of what it thinks is happening based on not just what you give it in terms of the, the payload, um, but also what it knows from knowing most of the internet prior to, you know, 2021. So uh, that's a huge uh, benefit for the operator and um, and a very like easy application. Like you can actually, that that's not very hard to deliver uh, for a platform like ours, which is ingesting all that observability data 
enriching it and then capturing it in incidents that we can then do whatever we need to. We can send it to a ticketing system, send it to a chat system, send it to an auto remediation system like Ansible. Um, and it very quickly that all those manual steps are now automated. And of course, you know, the traditional benefits of automation are there speed and absolute consistency, which humans are pretty fast and pretty consistent, but they don't really hold a candle to your typical machine. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I want to, I, I want to switch gears just a little bit and, and, and talk, uh, give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about big Panda. I mean, I would ask you for a case study, but you, you, you're a great case study. You, you were a customer and then decided to join uh, big Panda yourself. So you know, yeah, obviously it's, um, you know, a couple of things that you've mentioned, Jason, about machine learning and how it certainly helped uh, with the scale of IT alerts and sort of how that's that's how Big Panda was founded. I want to talk about a, a report that came out. This is the Forrester Wave Process-Centric AI for op IT Operations, their Q2 2023 report. And it, it, it's a really for our members and our CIO members, it's it's a report that highlights uh, the essential criteria and use cases for process centric AI ops vendors and their scoring. And I want to ask I want to ask you, Jason, of all, of all people, Big Panda tied for second highest score in that strategy category. So really, you know, there's some amazing work being done at Big Panda. And uh, what makes Big Panda such a strong performer and perhaps a reliable solution provider? Um, so yeah, Big Panda did pretty well in that uh, analysis. And I think it was the process-centric AI ops Forrester wave, which is really important because process is at the heart of what Big Panda does. And that's really the Big Panda approach is, is very pragmatic. Uh, it recognizes the fact that organizations have many, many applications and architectures, uh, everything from the most legacy, like mainframes, they're still out there, um, to full cloud native uh, services. And then they have all sorts of different systems to observe those and all sorts of different change systems and many, many teams uh, operating in the same space, trying to keep these services running. And that fragmentation is something that Big Panda accommodates from the ground up. Like they, Big Panda, or I guess we now, uh, Big Panda is um, agnostic to like you can if you can send us um, an incoming payload, we will ingest it and run it through all of the traditional processes that ITSM has done, and we'll do it instantly. And so we're kind of all source observability. We'll bring it all in. And so we're a big vacuum cleaner for that data mm -hmm. uh, and as well as your topology data and uh, all of your uh, change data as well. And then we do a very consistent job of explaining what we do with it from there, which a lot of black box solutions don't do a great job of describing, hey, I am going to enrich these alerts with this information. Here is what that looks like. And then here's where it's going to go in terms of routing to a specific team or a tool or service or, or, or all three on the outbound side. And so what we actually uh, did at Big Panda and what works so well is we use AI to augment uh, the operator. We don't try to replace them. And that includes the person who configures that whole tool chain from the monitoring systems on the one end to the outbound 
ticketing, chat, remediation, notification, paging, all those different systems on the outbound end. And so we put them in the driver's seat and the AI makes suggestions around various things and provides nice modular features like automated incident analysis to say, here's what we think is going on. But of course, human judgment and being uh, what it is, we're going to put it in your hands to actually decide what to do. And I think the reason Forrester really liked our response is because it accommodates the organizational change that every organization is is going through right now. There's a reason SRE and DevOps grew up uh, out of ITIL and ITSM, and it, it was out of a lot of frustration with bureaucracy. And there's a reason that this isn't a solved problem that a single tool can do, because it's really hard to convert your entire company to one monitoring solution or one orchestration system or one change system. That's actually, and it's not very advantageous. You then have this monolith that you have to feed uh, and you're kind of locked into it unless you want to undertake the organization change or switch. So Big Panda is a nice connector of all the existing tools. We don't displace anybody. And we're very practical about what we do for the people that have to run these services, that have to keep them running day in, day out and deal with all the noise and all the, the great signal that um, the, the inbound systems provide. Yeah, I, 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 it's clear that uh, Big Panda is is helping accelerate, accelerate uh, digital transformation and and the innovation uh, for for enterprises out there and transforming the digital enterprise. Uh, Jason, I know you're a, you're a busy guy, so I wanna I wanna wrap this uh, interview up with a, a a question centered more on the future and what the future holds and perhaps an open-ended question about generative AI and maybe some of the work that is being done at, at Big Panda and some of the innovations that are, that are going on there for the future. Well, as a technologist, uh, what, do you, what do you see uh, what technology and, and maybe more specifically AI can really bring to organizations of the future and beyond? That is a blue sky question, if ever there was one. Um, I think <laughs> I'll do my best to try to answer that. Um, I think uh, IT operations is uh, in a state of transformation and we see a lot of companies embracing SRE. And so that I start with that organizational change and say, hey, they're leveling up and they're using data and AI and automation a lot more than manual processes. And I really see that trend continuing and generative AI is gonna accelerate that. There's gonna be a, an augmentation of the human in every field, in every domain. Like I, I, uh, I read a lot. I was the legal profession right now and uh, like tax preparation, they are considering how to use generative AI. Uh, and they've been really clear in both cases, there will be in the future, there'll be lawyers who use uh, generative AI to help them do their job better. And there will be failed lawyers. <laughs> and i think that's true in a lot of categories and um it operations sre they're no exception i think organizations that embrace it will see uh massive efficiencies generated because like i said all that unstructured data that people spend so much time writing about these services applications the infrastructure how it how it runs how to fix it that's all available now and it's at your fingertips whenever you need it um you just have to transition from those very manual ticket-based processes to something much more automated and much more data friendly. And that involves 
you know, the, the crucial obstacle that we'll have to overcome over the next um, one to, I would say, 10 years probably to hit those last few companies is trust in the system. And when I say trust, I mean the appropriate level of trust, which is it's, a, it's really interesting. People approach AI from either I don't believe in it or I completely believe in it. That's usually their their kind of ground floor. And they're after using it for a while, you get the same thing that you get with a person. And that's an appropriate level of trust. If I have a software engineer um, with a certain amount of capability and he builds features for Big Panda, uh, I get to know him and his capabilities or her and uh, understand what they're capable of. I have an appropriate level of trust. I wouldn't give them a problem that is five times harder than anything they've ever seen. And I wouldn't give them something trivial either. And I would know when they're outside of their bounds in terms of what they're capable of. Like they're talking about it uh, and they're considering it, but this isn't their area of expertise. I get that with a person. I think that's what's going to happen with uh, generative AI is they people will get an appropriate level of trust in the things that it's good at and what you've trained it on and the things where, hey, it, it is transparently saying, hey, I am no expert in this subject. And most of the models do some version of that. I, I don't know a lot about this, but here's what I do know. That's a really powerful thing and a partner to have with you, a co-pilot, uh, you know, alongside you for your day-to-day -day work. And it's, so it's, I, I think that's where, once we get that appropriate level of trust, now all of a sudden it becomes a tool, just like every other tool that has uh, automated tasks and made things run better in general. Um, generative AI is, is going to do that, I think, for IT ops, for SRE, um, and uh, definitely for all software development. Um, that It already is in a lot of places because software developers know a lot about, you know, they're the ones who kind of invented this stuff. Um, so uh, there's they're, they're moving very quickly in that space right now. I would say that means, what that means for people is they're able to do more. Everybody talks about the, the kind of automation apocalypse, the AI apocalypse. Um, actually, it, it's just a, 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 an exoskeleton that super supercharges your, your typical uh, IT ops individual or, or SRE. They're going to be able to do so much more, so much more easily and so much more consistently uh, that all those manual frictions are going to fall by the wayside. And I really, the thing I'm hopeful for is... Um, the elimination of bureaucracy that accompanies that. There is so much bureaucracy in traditional large organization, IT service management. And I watch uh, just personally at, uh, at my last company, um, I watched people just struggle with that day in, day out. And mm -hmm. I'm very, very hopeful that generative AI um, and you know, all the ways that you apply it really cut all of that red tape out of the system as people learn to use it appropriately and keep people in the critical decision-making positions uh, of, I, I, I need to decide what is most important to do right now. And, and that's a human in the loop is definitely an aspect that I, I expect to continue um, for all the critical decisions that people really are necessary uh, in those, in those uh, systems. Well, for an open-ended blue sky question, uh, Jason, that was a beautiful response, and and I I, I think it's uh, I think it's worth noting too that um you know all the talk around AI these days it's um it's 
interesting how it's uh you know we're in the we're not the only ones talking about it anymore so that's a good thing and i want to thank you for joining the podcast and talking about big panda and you know when you want to streamline incident manage management across dozens of monitoring tools big panda is the way to go greater visibility automation and insight to keep your IT environments running more smoothly and cost effectively. Specifically to our CIO members, I want to mention we have the Transformation Assembly coming up in August at the Ritz-Carlton in New Orleans. We also have one later this fall, November's, November 1st and 2nd, down at the Biltmore in Miami. I want to thank our guest today, Jason Walker. Jason, it was great to, to chat with you today and learn more about this type of technology. And uh, can't wait to see what's uh, what goes on in the future and what the future holds for generative AI. I'm with you. Thanks a lot, Connor. Great talking to you.